Welcome to Just the Scraps, the podcast where we're all about sifting through the clutter to unearth the hidden gems found in those discarded bits of paper, the scraps of creativity. I'm your host, Colton, joined by my co-hosts, Andrea and Johnny, and together, we're your guides to the world of written wonders. In each episode, we explore the art of writing, delve into the literary universe, and ignite the fires of creativity. Whether you're a seasoned wordsmith or just embarking on your writing journey, this podcast is your source for tips, insights, and a generous helping of inspiration. So grab your favorite beverage, settle in, and let's unveil the hidden treasures within those unassuming paper remnants. Join our vibrant community of writers, readers, and creators right here on Just the Scraps. Let's dive in. Yeah. <laughs> so what are we all reading right now? What are we all reading right now? Yeah. What are you reading? Oh, well, I read um, the book I mentioned on our last episode, which was The Quiet Tenant by, I don't know how to say her name, Clements McKellen, I mm. think. Um, and I'm currently in the search for another new book because I, I hate when you get in those you get excited to read and you're living in another universe and it's so nice mm-hmm. on these sucky time of year when it's so dreary outside. And now I don't know, I don't know what to read and I feel like I'm kind of picky. So what suggestions do you guys have? <laughs> what have you guys been reading? Did you finish on earth? We are briefly beautiful on earth. We're briefly no. gorgeous. Which gorgeous. one are you talking to both of us? Or both her, of you. Or me? You go first, Colton. Did you finish it? I have not finished it yet. Okay. All right. Currently reading. Yep. Still not done. Um, I'm loving it. I just um, have had a lot going on. Um, and so I am not done with that one. Yeah. Um, and then the other book that I am slowly reading uh, is The Hobbit. I'm reading it oh. in two to four chapter installments periodically, <laughs> um, which has been, it's been fun. This is my first time reading The Hobbit. Um, which I know is like blasphemy for me to say because I like write <laughs> fantasy recreationally. Um, but I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. There's only been one chapter that I was like, Ugh, why is this happening? But other than that, I, I, yeah, I'm loving it. It has been, it's just, it is absolutely masterful. So I'm loving that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about you, Andrea? What are you reading? Um, Currently, I'm reading The Hobbit. And You're both reading The Hobbit. Yes. With my students. So fun. I'm reading that with my students. In, um, Let's see. What else? I'm also reading The Beekeeper of Aleppo. Oh, my heart. Oh. And oh, I'm also reading... A student gave me her copy of... Six of Crows. Oh, so. Lee Bardugo, yeah. Yeah. What is that? So, um, it's a fantasy heist thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, when I consider, when I, as I'm reading it as a writer, you know, I, she does a lot of things really well. So, so when you say really read exciting. it like a writer, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 
just breaking it down to, you know, like how, how is character developed? How does this author develop their characters? What are techniques I can identify? Um, when I started reading it, I was really on like a dialogue kick. Mm. So, um, I, I actually started counting how many times, um, she used blatant dialogue tags. So mm. interesting. You know, Did you find she was like using them um, more so? Um, it's a mix. So it's nice. not always nice. one way or the other. So that's good. Um, a lot of the characters do sigh words mm -hmm. and angrily scowl words. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and it's like period. And then the dialogue, like Yeah. There ugly ugly grinning happens. Ugly grinning? Lot. Yeah. An ugly grin. Well and yeah, I'm like identifying as I'm reading, I'm like, oh like what are those things I've been told I can't do as a writer? Right? Um Dialogue tags. What else? Adverbs. I always adverbs. look for adverbs when I'm reading adverbs. <laughs> Telling and instead like, of showing from our last episode. Yeah. 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 And so I guess I just use, for me right now, I'm using it as like, well, this book is published and successful. And it does all these things that I'm told I shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, but then I'm, I'm, I find I'm in a conundrum because I write, um, more like a classic writer. Mm -hmm. And that's not necessarily popular. But the trends come and go. <clears throat> Right. Styles are subjective. People will like your writing. There's yeah. always going to be an audience, you know? Yeah. It's just, um, I wonder if it's fast paced enough, you know? So I, I'm looking it at is. pacing. Mm -hmm. you know? mm. So anyway. Yeah. What do you guys think about reading like a writer? Hmm. Colton, what do you what do you normally look for when you read like a writer? Um, it depends on kind of what I'm working on. Um, a lot of times I will be going through and looking at some of my writing and I will identify something that I'm not happy with. Whether so Andrea, mm -hmm. like we, you know, your example, like we take like pacing, and I'll go through and I'll be like, oh, like I just am really like, I don't know if my pacing's quite where I want it to be. And so then the next thing that I'll do is I'll think about a book that I have read that is current, that is recent that had pacing that I really, really liked, like that mm. I, you know, I can identify like, oh, that book had great pacing and I will go and I will get it and I will read it um, often. You know, if it's my own copy, I will mark it up. I'm not scared to write in a book. And so I will mm -hmm. go through and I will specifically try to dissect the pacing in the book to see how it was done and see if there's anything that I can learn about how that writer did it that can apply to my own work. Um, so that's, that, that's usually how I do it. I've done it a lot with character relationships. 
if there's a book that I've read, I've done it to Howl's Moving Castle by Diana Wynne Jones so many times, like, mm. like probably at least five times that I have gone through that book, just looking at the relationship between Howl and Sophie and just mm. seeing what I can learn from really paying attention to it. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's probably the biggest way that I intentionally read like a writer rather than just reading like a reader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Johnny, your turn. How do you, how do you read like a writer? Such a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I've noticed. Um, I've noticed since I've written my first manuscript that I get like. This is so nerdy. But before when I'd read a book, it'd be like really good. And I could, you know, whatever. It was good. I liked it. But I feel like now that I've written a full manuscript, I'll like read something and I'll find myself like physically or like outwardly getting excited. Like I feel like there's been times where I've like read a line and it's like really good. And I'll like Mm -hmm. actually like, (laughs) I don't know. Like this sounds probably so weird, but I'll like hoot and holler like an old man. Like that is such a good (laughs) line, you know? <laughs> Perfect. But I feel like one thing I like to look for, at least one thing I've noticed, I don't know how much this applies to reading like a writer, um, but maybe writing like a reader. Um oh, I've noticed Wow, I've, yeah. I love that. <laughs> I've noticed that if I read a book that I really, really like, or maybe um I feel like the narrative voice is similar to my style. Um like I just finished a book that I really liked sat down and I was like, I just want to try something fun. And so it's not my genre, but I just sat down and started going for it. And I was like, okay, I could see that my writing had been impacted just from the narrative voice. I had spent seven hours reading over the last two days. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like you can see kind of the way it molds, whether it's um, stylistic choices in syntax or maybe metaphors or just how the voice comes across. One thing I really find it in is my syntax. Like mm-hmm. I will, I will change my, my sentence styles a lot based on who I've just read. And I don't think, I don't oh, think it's a conscious choice. I think it's just something that comes out if it's something that I enjoy in the writing. Yeah. Okay. Um, as I was listening to you guys speak, I was thinking it must be very beneficial to understand grammar and understand um, at a deeper level what they're doing grammatically um, so you can absorb those beautiful sentence structures and things like that. I have a comment on that, that you just spark something. It's a bit of a tangent okay. though. Is it okay That's if okay. I go for it? Okay. It's yes. a, like, like it just, I, I know I got to stop asking permission to say stuff, but I'm <laughs> just going to ask anyway. Listen. Oh, I just punched my microphone. I'm sorry if that freaked anybody out. Grammar is super interesting. So if people don't like grammar, just don't, don't tune out for a minute. Stick with us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm headed somewhere with this. Um, Andrea, stay tuned. Andrea, I don't am, leave. Andrea, <laughs> Andrea, don't leave. Um, <laughs> okay so grammar um grammar and reading like a writer versus reading like a reader and there's there's nothing wrong with reading like a reader it is so good to be a fan and to be passionate and to just be able to let yourself be overcome by a writer's work and to just love it and that and to escape into it and that is great and so i'm not i'm not bashing that at all um but there definitely 
is a difference between reading like a reader and reading like a writer. And grammar, that you just brought that up, I, that's like the perfect example. Um, so, you know, we know I'm pretty passionate about grammar. I love studying grammar and linguistics. And I, I, I think that that stuff is all great. Um, what I find so interesting, there are so many successful writers out there that give this really great piece of advice where they will say that the best way to learn how to write is to read, right? As writers, we should be voracious readers. This shouldn't be news to anybody. We've heard it a lot. The thing that's so fascinating, though, is I have met countless people who read way more than I do, and they cannot punctuate correctly. <laughs> like, they have taken in so much of the English language through reading. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, like, I've met, I don't know how many people I've met that are like, oh, like, I don't really understand grammar, but I have a really good internal grammar. Stop. No, you don't. Like, don't talk to me about your <laughs> internal grammar. No, you don't. Um, you're not filling it out and putting your commas in the dang pauses. Just stop. Um, and learn and, and listen, not everybody has to be an editor, but if you're going to pretend to be an editor, you need to be able to edit. And the reason I go on this uh -huh. tangent though, um, for me, grammar is right. There is evidence that it is possible to read and read and read and read and read and not actually be learning a ton about the craft. Mm -hmm. Like it is totally possible to let that just wash over you and to just love it, but not retain a ton. Like in order to understand grammar, you must study grammar. You cannot mm -hmm. just like absorb it like a sponge. And this is a really bizarre connection, but just to drive this point home for anybody that's like, um, I don't think he's quite right. And maybe I'm not, but give me a second to back me up. Um, <laughs> when I was an undergrad, I had this really bizarre job that I loved so much. I did it for um, like over two years. I was a closed captioning specialist. And so my job was to like, if you ever turn on your closed captioning and like the words pop up, I was typing those sometimes live, usually mm -hmm. not. But that's what I did. So I have transcribed and closed captioned hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos and things. And there was a time that I captioned a video um, with some reporters that did like a, a I, I wish I had the title. I don't because like I said, it was just in the slush pile of things that I closed captioned. Um, but it was a study that they um, that was done by that mysterious they, whoever they are that did the study. Um, but they did this study where they looked at um, barbers and hairdressers and cosmetologists. And they would go in and interview them and ask them how mirrors worked. And like these cosmetologists and these barbers, they spend more time around mirrors than any of us do. Like mirrors are vital to their jobs. And they would just ask this question, if I want to see more of myself in a mirror, do I get closer to the mirror or farther away from the mirror? What one do I do if I want to see more of my body in the mirror? And, um, or is it something else? And the majority, I think all, honestly, of the uh, hair and cosmetology specialists that they talked to got the answer wrong. And the answer is, because of the way your reflection works, the mirror doesn't care how far away you are. The farther away you get and the closer you get, you can still see the same amount of your body in the mirror. Your reflection does not change by based on distance. But the point is that people that spent all their time around the mirrors didn't notice that until they had someone there to point it out to them. And I think there is a metaphor in that. I know this is a weird connection, but I feel like there's a metaphor in that um, for reading like a reader versus reading like a writer. It is possible <laughs> to read like a reader where you're just loving it and you're just taking it all in and you're doing your thing. But until you stop 
and you look at what you're reading and you analyze it. Maybe you go take a creative writing class because it's so nice to, just like those barbers and cosmetologists, it's so nice to have somebody there to point things out to you that maybe you're not quite noticing. Somebody who's been around a while and be like, mm -hmm. hey, have you noticed how this thing works, how mirrors work, how sentences work? Same thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, anyway, I know this has been quite the tangent, so I'm sorry about that. I will stop talking. But um, it was, just you mentioned grammar and I just thought of that where I was like, this is a perfect example of a way that I can read like a reader where I just read it yeah. and I love it. Or I can read like a writer where I start to look at the punctuation. I look at the grammar. I look at the characters. I look mm -hmm. at the pacing. I look at the dialogue and I start to dissect it and, and, and try to see the moving pieces and the muscle and the bones beneath the skin, um, the anatomy mm. of the fiction, if you will. But yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I do too. And I will say I have read a lot, but I, I am no grammarian. No. In fact, I will often look at something and think, um, and it wasn't until like a while ago that I was like, so let's talk about colons. How did those work? Cause I've seen them. Um, but I just didn't quite understand the level of it. And I think that's why you need to be taught by somebody that does understand that. So you can understand the why behind it instead of being like, oh, I can recognize that piece of punctuation. You need to understand mm -hmm. why. And once you understand the why, then you can start looking at the craft and say, oh, I see what they're doing here on the sentence level. Right. The functionality of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that that helps us in every aspect, right? Like, you know, who was it that said never use adverbs? Was it Mark Twain? Or did Everyone he says that. adjectives. <laughs> I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. I think there's like a, I have something on my Pinterest board that's like, so-and-so says never to use adverbs and so-and-so says never to use adjectives. And yet, you know. They all have their functions, but if you're, if you're looking at it and you understand the purpose of an adverb, the purpose of an adjective, then you know when to use the right one, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And that makes me think too, about what you said in our last episode, Andrea, um, about not getting caught up in the should nots, right? Mm -hmm. Like these lists mm -hmm. of things we can't do because, and also what you were saying earlier in this episode as we're reading these books and we see these should nots, you know, like mm -hmm. we see these things that authors aren't supposed to be doing that they're doing yet. They're still getting published and the work is still working. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's just really important to also not get too caught up. And I think reading can, can be um, influential in that it can be a little bit disheartening sometimes if we get too much mm. in comparisons um, which I know we've mentioned before, because um, it's really easy to compare your own work to, you know, someone else's novel. Oh, and yeah. It's just such a dangerous game. But it can also be really beneficial to see like, okay, they did something similar to what I'm doing, and it worked out for them. Or you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can see those things. Yeah. There are holes, there are still holes in the publishing world and in the writing world. We don't have to follow these, these words exactly. So I think it is good to read um just to kind of remind yourself that it's yeah. like it's okay it's gonna come around you know it's yeah it's all right absolutely absolutely and and honestly sometimes pick up a bad book 
just to give yourself <laughs> some, yeah. you know, confidence. Pat on the back. Be like, hey, yeah. look, this person was published. <laughs> so right. they found an editor and an, and an agent. So can you. Definitely. That's something that Andrew and I have talked about a lot. But like anybody that's listening, I think this is like such a great plug to put in. Whatever, however you feel about your craft and your art and your ability as a writer, somebody worse than you has found success. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so we need to have the audacity to just jump in there and do it. Get our work out there. You, Everybody here, like you are somebody's favorite writer. They just don't know. Absolutely. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Just the Scraps. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. If you're as excited about writing and creativity as we are, remember to hit the subscribe button and share the podcast with your fellow word enthusiasts. And don't be shy. We're all ears for your feedback and ideas. So connect with us on social media at Just the Scraps on Instagram. As you wrap up this episode, keep those creative fires burning. The best stories are often hidden in just the scraps, and who knows what treasures you'll uncover next. Until our next chat, keep the words flowing and the creativity alive.